What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I will be your host today. My name is Nick Scarpino. Greg is out doing something that I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about no, right not. now. We sure are. 100% not. Uh, but he's having a great time, and I'm sure you'll hear about it eventually on one of our podcasts. Maybe it'll be game-related. Maybe it won't be related. I'm not letting anything slip. And if you torture me, sir and or ma'am, just know I will tell you immediately. I don't like pain. Uh, I don't like any of that stuff. And the psychological ramifications of torture <laughs> last for years. So just give people up. That's what I'm talking about. To my immediate left, immediate I am joined left. by Mr. Tim Geddes, the pure one. And we have a special guest today, very someone who's uh, who we're very excited to talk with. Uh, Miss Amy Johnston is here with us today. She is a, st- I want to say, stunt person, actor, voice actor, author. Instagrammer, YouTuber, <laughs> Instagrammer. Yeah, Instagram? is that a Nick thing is now? Nick is so jealous that, that she's verified on Instagram. You're verified on Instagram. I so want to know. You're gonna put that's the thing that she's an Instagrammer. That's, that's the thing. That I, I literally I was doing like, oh, of course, the, the the 13 seconds of research on you before we went live, and I'm like, wait a minute, you have that little blue check mark on Instagram? Yeah, that's how did one you thing get this? Yes. I, I love it. I love it. But I love that. Like, what have you worked on? It's like, how did you get that blue check? Well, here and in my defense, though, she's had a Facebook page. She used to be on MySpace. So we're a friendster. Uh, no, to be fair, we've had, and we're going to go into this a lot because your your background is phenomenal. Like you just casually dropped your like when we were talking about fighting that you're like, oh yeah, you know George. Like I was talking about George St. Pierre. Like he's a really nice guy. Yeah, we worked together on the set of Winter Soldier, and I was like, all right, what let's fuck? earmark that. Well, yeah. so but that, then the most impressive thing is I, I start looking at your Instagram page, see that see the book that you wrote. That's cool. Then I notice the check mark. Can't see beyond it. Cannot yeah. well, see it's beyond blinding. it. That's the point. How did you get it? Do you want to know the secret? Yeah. Should we say this on air? Is this letting yeah, is Instagram going to come out? I mean, I'm not out? I just basically asked a producer to do it for me. Damn it. Because they wanted producers. something from me, and I'm like, well, you can do this for me. Mm. Because I had I been trying that. to get that for a while, actually, and it was I didn't understand how to do Even it. I Greg thought you just had to have... have yeah, I thought how you had Greg to have Miller a certain amount have of, of followers, but it's I don't think that's interesting, true. Interesting, because yeah. I've utilized that strategy in almost every corner of my life. Yeah. And by asked a producer to do it, I just don't do anything, or and then Tim manager. or Greg does it for me. Mm-hmm. I would producers. not be verified. <laughs> I would not be verified on Twitter were it not for Tim and Greg. See, they I'm not verified push. on Twitter. Okay. Mm. Well, so then. I need to work on We need a flip-flop. Okay. Well, yeah. this is Tim. He's Let me introduce you to Tim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to figure all that out. So we met you <laughs> many, many moons ago yeah. yes. at VidCon. The, the VidCon that we always talk about, the one that we decided that we were going to leave IGN. That and was like, a big VidCon. Going to become a YouTube channel and all that stuff. When that I, was the VidCon. 2011, I want to say. Yeah, wow. it was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was like when we were like, this is... Sorry, it wasn't when we decided to leave IGN. It was when we decided to make YouTube videos. Yeah. Wow. Like, because we were just all of us. It was the one that IGN. Greg came back and said, I am inspired to make. It was right when, so a little history on us. We had started a channel called Start, which was, remember back in the day, the YouTube did the YouTube initiative where they gave a bunch of people money and they gave it to us. And we were like, we know exactly what to do. And we did not know what to do mm-hmm. with it. Well, Greg was one of the people we gave him a show. And, and Tim was Probably like, did. we should go mm. to... VidCon. We should meet people there. We should try to network with people yep. like Harley from Epic Meal Time, Philip uh, DeFranco, Phil DeFranco, all of, all of, like his producer, uh, who I pissed off immediately. You did um, really, really badly. That's a different story. That's for a, a story that we don't. That tell. is a story for a different day. Even though we've told it on like three podcasts. <laughs> I can't imagine point. you pissing anybody off. No, I. It was a total accident. It was a total accident. I was trying to be charming. You guys were actually there when it happened. There was a thin really? line between charming and just brutally insulting. And so there is that. Uh, no, but that was the one where he basically Tim was like, "We gotta go to VidCon. You guys gotta so we gotta start networking these people." And Greg came back. He has such a positive experience that he was like, "I want to be in the space." And that was the original, like the origin story for kind of funny. And which is so crazy. for everybody, that, part anyone that. that's been to VidCon or has heard about VidCon, there is a a bar at the Hilton 
which is kind of where everybody gathers congregates, around and yeah. congregates mm-hmm. at the end of the show. And that's where all the networking happens, like getting to know each other and stuff. Meanwhile, we did a meet and greet at Portillo's, and it was my our first time ever at Portillo's. Mm-hmm. And you were there at the meet and greet yep. with your now fiance. Now fiance. You gotta get over here. Mr. Zach yeah. Morris. Who, longtime best friend, Zach Morris. Just give him the hello. <laughs> Um, so these two came. And By the uh, way, if you want to talk can... at all, we have a shock mic right there. And the reason we call it a shock mic is because if you touch that end metal, you will get a shock. So but if you do don't that. touch it, you're welcome to speak into that whenever spoken to. Nobody puts baby, baby in the corner. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, so we met you guys there and yeah. uh, immediately we're like, holy shit, you're one of the most fascinating human beings of all time. You're talking you're about like, me or Zach? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, he's great Sorry. too. He's great too. But... Uh, immediately you're like, oh yeah, I do stunt videos and, and things like that. And I was actually aware of the videos. Like you were showing me them on your phone. I'm like, I've seen this before. Really? Yeah, the, oh, wow. the Riven X3i. Yeah, yeah, is? the thousand pound stuff that Thousand I did. pound yeah. stuff, like all these videos were going viral. I remember them because they did a, a series of Street Fighter 4 like combo yeah, videos. Yeah, those like, were a big hit. Street Fighter in real mm-hmm. life. And I was like, these are freaking rad. And that idea turned into um, Ultimate Fan Fights. Ah. For, that we did at IGN for start. Right. With uh, Gak attack yes yeah that was a fun series oh, yeah. that was a great series that was mm-hmm. one of those series that were like we should do more of these and then we didn't and then we did more <laughs> up at noons instead that was more fun that was easier i guess it's, it's kind of like for people that don't know i mean you can just youtube it they're still up but um it's kind of like death battle or the ismahawk uh, sure. minute matchups yeah. or bat in the sun, in the sun yeah. um, that type of stuff of just like let's take different characters it was like who like we it's who like, would win if? in a fight yeah link or Peter well, Pan. Well, so that's, that's the thing. It's like they they <laughs> like, pitched what? us on this idea when we were at, at IGN. It was a weird. fucking awesome idea. We're like, Great let's idea. do it. We're so about this. And they're like, okay, we're going to do Captain America versus Batman. And we're like, okay, okay. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do um, Solid Snake versus Ezio from Assassin's Creed. It'll be like a stealth fight. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. We're going to do Scorpion versus Ryu from Street Fighter. And I'm like, that makes total sense. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to show you a pilot video. And then like a month later, they sent us the pilot video. And it's Link versus Peter Pan. Yeah. Really? <laughs> now, it was a good video. It's it funny. Is it, it released? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's online. Yeah, I see okay. it. But we were like, one of these things. Not like the other. <laughs> like whereas Link, great. Peter Pan, not necessarily within the zeitgeist of pop culture at the time. Wait, spoiler. Forever. Forever. Who, well, who yeah, he probably had a time in the early eighties where Peter Pan was a big deal. But, who won though? Spoiler. Uh, I can't, the, the I can't way, remember. The way oh, that's that's, really? the show worked is you got to there was two endings. So you got to choose who wins. So, so it, it like would go to a split screen and then you oh, click right, an annotation right. and then so you can see both endings, which is by, I, exactly by look on your face, audio listeners, a cop out, a huge cop out. Because yeah. well, we all know Peter Pan would kick <laughs> Link's oh, ass. Obviously, obviously. Would kick that ass. But yeah, so that and the first episode we put out was uh, Batman versus Captain America, though, because we're like, we're not leading with Peter Pan versus No, I think, that was, I think the last one we put out was Peter Pan. Right? I think it was like the third or fourth was one. It? Yeah. I remember having to ask IGN uh, for promotion on the front page. And they like laughed at me. Oh god, I know. I felt so bad because I was like, we got to get this thing promoted because they were, you know, they cost money. It wasn't like they were doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. We got to get these some some views on there. But it was just that whole initiative was so hilarious. It was Mm -hmm. so hilarious, so unbelievably like, where? What are we supposed to be doing with this? Because we had so many outside. We were producing a ton of content in house. But then we were also going outside to exterior creators and trying to get there just to see what would stick. Which I don't know if you know anything about YouTube, but the core tenet of YouTube is not. 50 different things on your channel at one time. It's, hey, I'm going to do this one thing over right. and over and over again. And, and we didn't really have that knowledge. It was Tim that brought that knowledge to the table. And he kept telling us, like, we need to have more of a, like, a cohesive focus. sort of focus for yeah. this. And we were like, or 
more Peter Pan versus me <laughs> because well, that, so, that so that, that started really up win. at noon, which was Greg Miller's interview show right. at, at um, IGN. And so from there, we met you, and you're like you were showing me these videos, and I was freaking out because I'm like, holy shit! Like, first off, you're super cool and talented. Second off, I actually know what this is, so that's awesome. But then uh, a couple months later, like after VidCon, you hit me up, and you're like, dude, you should get her on up at noon. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. And Thank I was you. like, fuck yeah, let's do that because she's awesome. And then I hit up Greg and I'm like, yo, we're going to do this. It's cool. And like, we're trying to schedule it out and it ended up not working. But you were like, dude, you really should try to get her. It's not just YouTube videos. She is Black Widow stunt double. Yeah. In Captain America Winter Soldier. And I One was of like, them. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's wild to me. That is how, do, how does something like that come about? Honestly, it came from YouTube videos. Was it? Because the internet is so powerful now. People see you on YouTube. That's like the best way to promote. So people started seeing me on YouTube, doing my action videos. I started getting more and more work like that. Cool, Greg. Real quick, can you pull up the first video I sent you, the Amy versus Many? While you're doing that, Cool Greg, if you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy show, where four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Sometimes three. Oh, God, I sometimes three. It. Most of the time, three. Not <laughs> your fault. It's okay. I threw you for a loop there because we do it like randomly. Uh, we're all bringing topics of conversation <laughs> to the table for your amusement. Uh, of course, today, we're gonna. it's probably going to be a little more freeform today. I want to talk about martial arts. She's into health. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff like that. She's into health. <laughs> well, I'm just, saying, I'm, just saying, one, I'm just saying one half of this side of the table is into health. Uh, it's true. Of when course, if you guys uh, are watching this right now live, that's because you've backed us on Patreon at the $1 above level. We love you very much for that. We did the live show, the pre-show earlier. We're going to do a post-show after this. It's a really great value for $1. But I'm telling you right there, if you want to up that by $49. And you probably do. Ladies and gentlemen, totally. give me this one because that's oh, yeah. the one is you one get. Better? This is the one you, Well, this is the one you okay. get for this Patreon. If you're on games, you get that one. You get a signed, autographed, exclusive, one of a kind, smells like one cherries. Of a kind. <laughs> Only this month only, and no one will ever take a picture of me again of the champ. It'll be a, it'll be a personalized, <laughs> autographed message that will probably bash either Kevin or Andy. In it. Asterisk, not all of this is true, but it's some of it so, is. Look it, look it, look it. Do you yeah. think people are going to hold me to this? Do you think this is the words coming out of my mouth will be remembered and forever immortalized on podcasts? Well, I think my favorite thing about it is that you're going to have to sign all of these. And you care. are going to put horrible messages oh, or horrible draw pictures shit. of Kevin. Let's put it this way. If, you, if I think, if I have just an inkling that your mom or dad might see this, oh, I'm going dark. <laughs> it's going perverse. It's going to be bad. I'm going to be like, thanks for the heroin. Love, Nick. Oh my God. P.S. Hope your mom sees this. Straight to it. P.S. Hope your mom sees this. Uh, before we get to the first topic, which mm -hmm. is just being probably a continuation, of, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We do have two amazing Patreon producers That's today true. to thank. Uh, thank you to Warren Moore and Tom Bach, the venerable Tom Bach, as we call him. Thank you guys for your support of this show. We love you very, very much. Of course, if you guys want to be supporters on Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. And we have a whole smorgasbord of places you can support us. Good use or, of smorgasbord. You know what? I got it because of Charles Jacobson in the, the chat. Show. He's yeah. from Denmark. This is how my brain works. I went to Denmark. They have food called the smorgasbord, mm -hmm. which is where that term actually came from. I thought it was just some willy-nilly, flippity-floppity term that Americans use. No, it's an actual, like, open-faced sandwich, uh -huh. and you can get multiple different smaller ones and eat the... Oh, it's so freaking good. Mm. So good. Go to Denmark, everyone. Go Stop watching. Oh, I would love to. That's one of the places I want to go. It's great. Especially now from the smorgasburg. Yeah, well, I got that great smorgasburg. smorgasburg. I'm not saying it Nick, right, by the way. how do you spell smorgasburg? Oh, Christ. I'm not even going to try. try. Give me a Shmorgas shot. Smorgas... There's an S... 
H S C A. I don't know. S H M O R board. I don't know. Board. Well, I'm not saying it right. In 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 uh, Danish, I think it's it's different. But we call it the smorgasbord. It's like smorg something mm. or other. All right, let's get back. That's, that's enough about me. That's enough about. That's me. enough about me. Let's talk more about me. Cool. <laughs> uh, let's watch this video. Bring this up, please. Um. This is a, this is one of the first videos I saw you in, and this is probably oh, yes. okay. the most like viewed one. I would say the most popular one. Yeah, it's got a lot of views. It was with a uh, Thousand Pounds Action Company, who I did most of my like YouTube action videos with. Awesome team. They all work in film now. We all went different ways. And it's a great uh, looking gym. Awesome people. Where's the space? This was in uh, the Valley. This That's gym valley. no longer exists, but it's now called a uh, Jam. A lot of stunt people go there. So this was so you, just, years you just ago. jumped up, double kicked with someone, and then landed on someone else. That was impressive. As you do, as, as one does. Do. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think this vi- was the video to kind of put you on the map and get noticed by a lot of the the bigger guys? Yes, definitely. Because this video actually got me my first audition for my film Lady Blood Fight, which is on Netflix. It was my first like leading role film, and uh, it was because of this video. So you guys make this video, and Jesus you're Christ. you're just like, this is fun. This is something I do. This is something well, I legitimately do for fun. This was actually for Jace Hall and Stan Lee. Ah. We were creating a concept and they wanted a previs and this ended up not being the previs we used for anything. Um, the concept went nowhere, but this came out of it and we finally released it. Jace Hall. We Jace worked Hall. on a show on start. Yeah, the Jace <laughs> Alongside really? Up at Noon. Yeah, he did. Oh, it, was, wow. it was uh Up at Noon, Ultimate Fan Fights at the Jace Hall show. Yeah, and cheap <laughs> and cheap cool crazy. crazy and a few other things that Does he still I do can't a, remember. a Jace Hall show? No. I don't know. I'm not even I sure. I don't know. I don't know yeah. much. The thing about the, the, when we worked with Jace was that we didn't. I didn't bring him, and no one internally brought him in. He was brought in by um, just uh, one of the other producers that we had working that came externally. So he would just deliver the stuff. Yeah. And every once in a while, we'd have a phone call with him. We're like, "Hey, Jace." He's like, "Hey." And that was it. That was pretty much all like, the content we had with him. Eliza Dushku was in like the first episode, something oh, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was a weird time. It was the Wild it West, man. It was a very weird time. It was because we just had. Well, it was weird. <laughs> That was back in the Wild West YouTube. Now you can't say anything. You know what I mean? Now I can. Now now they're just, you know, freedom of speech. You know what I mean? What are you, what what are you, are you going with? How is this jumping from that Eliza <laughs> Dushku to this? Is the world more sensitive now? It's, no, that that's what not what I'm talking about. Um, I, just, I just saw it. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a stupid oh, joke. Oh, What's that? Tell the NASA story. Oh, no, not the NASA story. I was just I was reading two folder before this. And oh. YouTube, like, shut down a bunch of channels that were had to do with, like, some... Iranian. It doesn't matter. It was Tell the NASA story. The NASA story. It was something that I saw. Where did I see this on? I think it was Instagram. I think it was Rogan's Instagram. If you go to Joe Rogan's Instagram right now, you can see this. It's a Twitter thread of this this uh, woman who got an internship at NASA and was so excited about this that she went on to she took to Twitter and in all caps said, "Everybody, shut the fuck up! I just got an internship at NASA." Obviously overjoyed at this. This is yeah. a pos- supposed to be a positive message, but done with some expletives. Gets a response from an older gentleman who says language. And she says, go suck your own dick and balls. I just got an internship at NASA. And he responds, I'm the head of the special counsel that oversees NASA. And I'm letting you know this is probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> And then there's this, this uh, and this whole thing, and people have picked up on this, obviously. And it's supposedly... A lot of people threw hate at this guy. A lot of people supposedly he, he was supposedly he was helped her try to keep the internship. She has lost the internship. I don't know if she's going to get it back. I looked on her Twitter before this started. She said, "Hey, I might get the internship back." Okay, it's it's not that she was basically like, "Stop throwing hate. This is not that big of a deal. It's gonna yeah. we're gonna be okay." Hey, dude, talk shit, get shot though. You gotta be careful. 
who you're saying things to. It's, I mean, it was just excitement, right? It's excitement, but it's also... To like, <laughs> it's excitement, it's but it, it begs excitement. the question of, like, if you are working for NASA, how should you have to conduct yourself in a certain way? Which, again, we're, we're peeling back layers here. Should you have to conduct yourself on your own personal Twitter account? You know, it's a murky air, a territory, right? Yeah, but it's not a murky territory in any circumstance to tell... A higher up to suck your no, dick, dick and balls. Well, that went a little too far. <laughs> I don't think yeah, she yeah. knew who he was. Well, though. no, she Weird. definitely yeah. didn't know. That wouldn't protect you. <laughs> right. right. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. Uh, I don't want that ticket. I'd like you to go suck your own dick and right? balls. Oh, you're a cop? Oh, oh shit. I didn't see the Oh, I didn't outfit. see the badge. It yeah, was, uh, yeah. I was too high. Right? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> too many drugs oh, in my man. car. I feel like this is what they call a teachable moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like where, how I'd like to see this shakedown is... They give her the internship back. She realizes, all right, maybe I was a little overzealous and, and and maybe I should tone it down a little bit. Or maybe not. But I don't think this should be necessarily like a fireable effect. Yeah, if anything, it, it should is, be a lesson to hey, other people. Maybe don't do this. Yeah. yeah. But come work for NASA because you're clearly qualified but enough to have got an internship. NASA. Hey, you know what, though? Yeah, you can be a space cowboy. You're going to say occasionally oh, you're not yeah. going to say a fuck or, or suck right. your own dick and balls. Yeah. Sorry, man. If I'm a member of Space Force, which I fully intend to be, uh-huh. when and if our president gets off his duff and doesn't, maybe it may or may not goes to jail. And form Space Force. I want to be able order. to say "Yippee ki motherfucker" every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. You see, I'm doing. If you can't, if you're listening to me, I'm doing the guns. I'm doing the. As soon as she gets the internship internship back, though, she's just gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, I, got oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I would love I that." See, fuck yeah is okay. It's, it's the insulting. Being excited about it is one thing. That's, that's true. Just like, but if she if she had the guts to come out, get the internship back, wait one day and be like, and bring it back. fuck yeah, I got oh, the internship it. back. Everybody suck your own dick <laughs> and balls. Everybody go suck your own dick and balls and they gave it back to me. Oh, I'm into it. That would be the best. Oh, man. Oh, that would We're be the best. We're all human, right? Yeah. Uh, we are. And but that's the thing. There's, like, there's... Well, let's put it this way. I am the last person. I am the last person that gets to uh, criticize anyone for anything they say or do on Twitter. Uh, camera or, or just in real in life at a Starbucks. Yeah, no, I'm not the person that. Did you say at Starbucks? Anywhere, it doesn't matter. Who the what fuck you are you? <laughs> I yell at Starbucks employees every once in a while. I'm not proud of it. Uh, I've gotten better. Person. It hasn't happened he has in a few years. Better. Hasn't happened in a few years, but there have been some incidents where uh, I take my Starbucks very seriously. As you <laughs> know, right when you guys walked up, I was I was lamenting about how I don't like the change in lids. Did you ask for the regular? No, lid? this is uh, this is the classic lid 1.0. Right. That they just happen to have left this the it West Portal Starbucks. They yeah. left it for you. But I don't like this weird sippy cup lid. Little it's sippy just, cup thing, man. R.I.P. Straws. It's because I don't like change. You know. Fair enough. And you know they say the only thing uh, inevitable in life is change, and that's true. It's true. But I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make me like it at all. So dialing it back to use a, a parlance that only Greg Miller uses. What, how? When did you start doing all of this stuff? Like, did you have you been fighting since birth? Did yes. you come out and the doctor goes? <laughs> I was in a And the doctor goes to cut the umbilical cord, and you just strangled him with it. And then as you looked into your mom's eyes, My you're like, "This is what's gonna happen. I'm, I'm here. I'm gonna do this to you. Don't fuck with me." Hey, mommy. Like never saw her again. Until she popped up on YouTube 18 years later. No, uh, so what, what do you train? Like, what have you, what have uh, you, what disciplines have you trained? So, in? my dad was my first instructor. He was a five time world kickboxing champion and he taught the progressive system, which is Kempo, um, kickboxing, Jiu Jitsu, which I know you train. I do. Um, and Kung Fu and different styles like that. And then once I got to LA, I started uh, training more like tricking and flipping stuff that looks cool on camera because not all like real martial arts looks good on camera. No, it, it actually. 
doesn't look good. You at watch all. a Muay Thai kickboxing fight, and it can be kind of boring. Uh, jiu Jitsu yeah. is the is the worst offender of this. If yeah. you watch an actual like uh, Jiu Jitsu fight, a lot of people, if you're not if you're not deep in the know of what's going on, you're going to be bored shitless. Yeah, yeah, that's why like at UFC fights, when people are on the ground, the the crowd's like, oh, this is terrible. What it's, is this? You know, it can like, be they don't very know what's hard. going on. Yeah, yeah. It can be very hard to watch. That's why I actually I really like watching UFC fights at home because you hear the commentary of like you'll have like the commentators Rogan or like Dan, like lately we were talking about Daniel Cormier commenting uh, commentating. He's a great wrestler, so yes, you'll hear them and you, you you get a little bit more of an education. Because even for myself, I've only yeah. been doing it for a couple of years, so I still I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I know it's a bad spot. I can identify that he's not what's in a good, good place. Bad. Yeah. But I don't really know like, wow, how do you get out of that? What's the escape? Or yeah. like, what would you do? Especially if someone's punching you in the face. Yeah. So that we are like old enough to stand up and your dad's like, here are the kickboxing gloves. Are we talking American kickboxing or uh, Muay Thai? American kickboxing. Mar- oh, awesome. Yeah. American yeah. kickboxing has its own like special charm. What is that? It's just, <laughs> they wear the, they used to wear the big pants. Do you remember oh, yeah. that back of the day? Oh yeah, my dad definitely. Does he wore still those wear big the pants. big pants? Her dad had the biggest pants. Oh, he I had love the those. biggest pants. Yeah. There was yeah. a time yeah. in my life where I wanted to do kickboxing, but I wanted to do American kickboxing because I think you're actually not allowed to throw elbows in American kickboxing. If I'm not mistaken, definitely not allowed to throw yeah. elbows. So Muay Thai, no. you can use your elbows and you can actually, which is very dangerous, and you can cut people's face open. Mm-hmm. In American kickboxing, you can't. But back in the day, they used to have the big kickboxing pants. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, and I'm sure you'll empathize with this, I used to love. Putting on the the bottom half of my gi, shirtless, because I was ripped back then when I was a little kid. Went to karate, and you'd wear the pads, which were these thin as you could possibly believe, little like uh, styrofoam like gloves that you'd wear. And I just liked the sound of the Velcro. And like, like the little sparring. Yeah, the little <laughs> sparring gloves with like remember, but the, but they had, but you also put the sparring feet on. Oh which yeah, were, of course. You know, you wrap those oh, around, yeah. and they were not very useful if you kick someone in the head. <laughs> no, because they slip like right. They up slip your right foot. off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they protected your foot, but I don't think they protected the person's face at all if you accidentally roundhouse kick someone. But it was still fun. But I had this image of myself, and I think it comes from um, I don't know what movie it came from. It wasn't Kickboxer because that was that was he was wearing. No, he was wearing like he was more Muay Thai at that point. But maybe it was like Best of the Best. Or some, a lot of the, fighter, or maybe the it was Chuck Norris because Chuck Norris it was did a lot probably of Chuck Norris because he was yeah. very like kickboxing karate. Yeah. But he style, used to be yeah. like you know he had that kickboxing stance where he'd be like like this way and he had the gloves on and the gloves were just the oh god you know but funny about him I just read <laughs> randomly that he is a third degree black belt in jujitsu he has like is he really? six black belts I didn't know that. which he, I did not know I saw a picture Norris. of him on John Jack Machado's uh, Instagram and he was like Throwback Thursday or Throwback what. what TBT, whatever. It's usually throwback Thursday, right? but, but people use it to throw back to the 80s or whatever. He's like, throw back to the time where I gave Chuck Norris his black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked it up and he's a third degree black belt in that. Whoa. Black belt in judo, black belt in like, he has like eight black belts, which I'm like, Chuck that's, Norris. that's a bad Norris, motherfucker. Dude. He did it. He did the thing. He did. He, he did was it. like the original meme. No, oh, yeah. Was. yeah. It's great. Mm. I love it. What was it when Chuck Norris jumps? He doesn't jump. He pushes the world away or whatever. Like those, oh, yeah, those are the best. <laughs> they were the fucking best. Those are the best. So the fight scene we just saw, a lot of that, like how how much of, are you actually hitting people, and how much of it is kind of like pro wrestling, where you're like just trying to build the illusion of hitting people. The point is not to hit each other, or else you're not going to make it through the whole <laughs> right. scene. You're not going right, to get a second take. If you yeah, knock you're not going to have a very long career. Um, sometimes it, it's mainly wherever the camera is. It depends on what the camera does. Um, because how close are you getting? To what? Throw people a fake the punch at me right now. I'm gonna, but don't hit me. How close do you have to get well, to, to make it look if, real? If the camera's behind me, we can have all the space in the world. Okay, so you're not going like to see because there's no depth. Exactly. Right. But what if it's what if we're in profile? What if, what if we're, we're dead on profile? Then I would have to punch across your face. 
to make it look like there's a connect. So you have to come this way? Yes. Okay. Are we or, leaving or half a foot? This way is nice too. Okay. So, oh, if, so my, if my arm comes all the way around like that, then the camera would see it. So there's like a string from the hand to the camera. I so. saw myself do that you and I'm saw, like, I'm a natural. I'm a natural. One, two, three. Ready? Go. Oh, <laughs> Why do you do the little fucking print screen? That's <laughs> how I react, man. That's why I'm not very well liked in my jujitsu gym. They're like, Nick, every time someone arm bars you, stop screaming like print. Ah, on top. They don't like me. I am, I am, I am a guy that's probably way too. Uh, I'm too goofy for any martial art. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I just You're it's my natural though. self. It's no, my it's great. my defense mechanism. Yeah, that's, that's the best defense. defense is. It is. It's comedy. Goofball. There's two defenses that I'm trying to specialize in. One being a goofball, and two just playing possum. Just go dead. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. limp. Like that's yours. Uh -huh. oh, I want dude, you to I'd just be go the best possum ever. Just limp. Yeah. We got to drag him. Like yeah, not nah, leave him. I dare you, motherfucker. We'll leave him. Cool. Okay. Bring up the next thing. Let's watch. Because so that first video led to now. This is your stunt reel from 2016. So even this is a little out of date, but there's a couple things I want to bring attention to here. All right. Hit play. So there you are, doing cool stuff, kicking people and fucking them up. Doing what I do. You are Spider-Man Spider -Man. in the new Spider-Man. You are Black Widow doing the thing in Winter Soldier. You're Nad Nadine. What the hell? This is like real shit. That's wild. This <laughs> is like real shit. Uh... I was them for those scenes. I'm not. I'm not Spider-Man fully. I did like a couple uh, motion capture performances for Spider-Man and several other characters on Spider-Man that we can talk about. Um, but yeah, I motion capture a lot of different characters. How does that work with Spider-Man? I mean, it's just like a, like a film where they're like, we have this choreography. We're going to teach you, and you, there's some. I assume some wire work involved. Or something uh, like that? For the video game? Yeah. Actually, we have no wire work whatsoever because the main motion capture actor who's uh, motion capturing for Spider-Man, his name is Ross Constan, mm. and he can flip like three times in the air without putting his feet down. So he doesn't need wire work. And mainly what we're doing is uh, like a, show off. a lot of his movements. Wait, sorry. So. He can flip three times in oh, the air. Oh, you should see videos of this guy. He's what? ridiculous. Like, in, he jumps in the air. Jump? And, cool, yes, Greg, one jump. Google Rick Ross. What was his name? Rick Ross? Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ross. Okay. What was it? Ross Constantinople? Ross Constantinople. R-O-S-S space K-O-H-N S-T-A-M something like that he's ridiculous he's not the guy that um, is the voice for Spider-Man no the no. voice okay. is um, we met him. Yuri Yuri Yuri's Yuri. Okay. He's awesome. a nice guy. yeah he's incredible um, but yeah that's uh, you know so why many, why do they need to bring you in then if they already have someone who's who's doing some of the stuff just because you can do things physically that he can't yeah so so in the case of Spider-Man um, again I only did that for a couple days but for me it was like they wanted to get um, maybe more a little bit more female oriented movements because okay. men can are usually more powerful. Men can't do whatever things. a spider can, just most of the things. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel you. So I was a little more flexible and I had different types of movements because of my background. So they wanted to just blend that in with everything. But I, I, I wasn't really cool. mainly there for that. I did a little bit for Silver Sable and like several different characters uh -huh. on that game. Because a lot of times when you come in for motion capture, they're just like, okay, this is what you're doing. You're going to do some Mary Jane. You're not going to do Mary Jane, but you're going to perform as Got her. you. Got you. Okay, thank you. For, I like how she looked at me to clarify that. I did. I was like, <laughs> uh, thank you for the clarification. I was wondering. Okay. It's like, I got to be careful. That's where my dirty it. mind goes. Yeah, so I played a, several different characters on that. And it, it's just dependent on like what my background is and what they want for the day. Is this like a dream come true for you? Is this like what I you like? Love it sounds like a cool life. motion capture. Like, yeah. it's, it's Get a little honestly closer. the best. Kevin's yeah, going to yeah. get mad at you. Okay. Kevin, are you mad at me? No, he's gone. She's probably just eaten. <laughs> Lifesavers in the back. Did you fixing find computers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's try that. Uh, Marvin Ross. Well, who's Marvin Ross? Ross? Wait, how do you, did you mean? Click on the one that says, "Did you mean Ross Constantine's son actor?" Maybe try going to YouTube first. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, I absolutely love uh, motion capturing in video games because it's so different than uh, doing stunt work or acting on film. So you could be so much more creative. You don't have anything to play with besides like yeah. some pads and people. Yeah, do the uh, 2017 stunt reel. This guy's ridiculous. He was also Deadpool in several things. Oh, he does awesome. a lot of motion capture as well. Um, so yeah, there's some there spider again. stuff. So you were in Deadpool as well, right? Yeah. Deadpool 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. What so did you do in those movies? Deadpool 1, I did some motion capture for Gina Carano's character. Oh, cool. Um, and then Deadpool 2, we did a lot of previs stuff. Um, so I did, wasn't on set for that. But um, a lot of motion capture. That's where I actually started in motion capture was Deadpool. Huh. And then it got into like the video game stuff, which I'm in love with. Like, like video games and working on a video game set as opposed to a film set is very different. It's not so much of a hierarchy. It's more like communal. Mm. So... I really love that and the people there. It's probably less ego on the video game set as well. Yeah. So, the so video he, game he just stuff. he just spun like three times. Look, one, oh two. Oh my god. One, two, whatever. He's he's ridiculous. So they don't need wire work because of the. Of, See, I could do the first uh, part of, of what he just did. That <laughs> I could do where you kick the off thing. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do that every once in a while. I wouldn't just look to good, but I still got it. it. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, so That's he's awesome. he's the main guy that he, does he has to, what does he have a pretty heavy gymnastics background for all that it's stuff? It's martial or? arts tricking. It's uh, XMA. It's called extreme martial arts. It's not like a realistic approach to martial arts. It's just like a That's performance fun. based yeah. martial arts. Yeah, That's cool. I yeah. am in. Cool. Yeah, you That's, should you should do it. I should do it. Yeah, should should totally I will. Pay, my second coming. I will pay for whatever classes you need. Do you yeah. want to take a class right now? We can. Oh yeah, well, let's look, like right no. now. No, not right now. Let's <laughs> Is there a class in the city that we can send to? Oh, there's a class right now. Right here. happening. Oh, you're going to teach him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yes. I want to watch this. I, I think audience, do you want to watch this? Back they all said yes. They all said yes. <laughs> there it is. What, what would we do? I don't know. Shit. We'll like what's the stu- like? How do you start in this? This is always thing. You see people, right? You see the gymnasts. You see mm. people doing flips. And I think to myself, <laughs> once you get the first back flip out of the way, I have to imagine it's a domino effect where you're like, okay, I've done it. So I can prove I've proved to myself that I'm not going to drop myself on my head. Uh, similar to the Spider-Man that we watched, the clip we watched in the morning show, you weren't there. It was I know what you're sorry, talking about, no, yes. Right, where the guy knocks himself, he tries to run off the wall and just knocks himself out. Yeah. Uh, my question is, and it's the same with like extreme uh, like motorcycle stunts and yeah. shit like that. I'm like, how do you get to the point where you can do that? Uh-huh. What's the first step that you go, this is the oh shit moment where every part of your body clinches up and you're like, and then you do it. And you're like, oh, I did it, you know? Like with gymnasts, then like you're, then you're like, now I'm gonna add a spin to it. Yeah, now I'm gonna add some variables. I'm gonna let go yeah. of my motorcycle in the air and like Captain America, and then uh, come back to yeah. it. Yeah, honestly, I think it's the mentality. I think it's starting at a young age and being surrounded rubber. in an environment that like you know looks at that a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like if I started martial arts later in my life, I would be like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this on my body. What but year I did you start again? Young, like when you were like when I was like you know, in my really, career, really. literally, I was kicking pads and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. my dad really wanted me to be in it, and then I started seriously when I was like six years old. So. I can imagine somebody starting gymnastics at like mid twenties. It would be a totally different mentality than starting gymnastics at eight when your body's like flexible and malleable yeah. and you don't have all these fears. Yeah, I think that's a really big part of it. And also, your body heals and a your body lot heals faster. a lot better. Like Wolverine shit. Yeah, no, I mean it's true. <laughs> Trust me, starting jujitsu at thirty at the age of thirty seven was a mistake. Not you look a mistake. At it differently. Yeah, you do, but you do. You have to look at it. You have a lot more at stake, right? Like you, ha- yeah. I can't get like severely hurt. It will. It will suck. Yeah. Like that will not be good. But if you're a kid 
what else do you have to do? Yeah, you get hurt, and you're just like, you're going to watch cartoons anyway. Okay. Nobody think, cares about your schoolwork. I think about anything. the stuff that like, me, my brother, and Kevin used to do like with a skateboard, where it's like, we're going to sit on this skateboard and go down a slide. Because yeah. like, it's what? fun. Because it's fun. Yeah. Now it's like, you could not pay me an amount of money to even stand on no, a skateboard. No. I don't even want anything to do with that. <laughs> when I, we, exactly. We've talked about this a lot, but I will say this. When I was a kid, well, I grew up in Riverside, California. What's up? Inland Empire. Yo. Uh, and we had nothing to do. We were bored. This is pre-internet. This is when there's only five channels on TV. My buddy had like rats. We thought it was the coolest thing. We used to jump off roofs. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Oh yeah, I did that Why too. Why the fuck not? With umbrellas and sheets. Oh, no, we know? didn't have any of those. That, oh, that would have been smart. That would have created some level of drag. You just jumped. Yeah, we just jumped. We actually would jump to see how far we could get. Yeah. And you, you'd be like, "Ow, oh, that really hurt my knees. Let's, let's do it do again. again." Yeah. I mean, dude, so we used to, and we, we're from San Francisco, so we're like, it's straight up city, there's streets, there's cars concrete. going by. Concrete. It was yeah. concrete. What we did, me and my brother threw a mattress out the window. Yeah, naturally. And then would jump out the window onto the mattress as if this fucking mattress is going to stop the... Uh, it beats totally the concrete. Logical. What yeah. dumbass kids, Did man. you see that video that Kevin has on his phone? What video? Kevin! Kevin, come show her this video. Kevin has a video, ladies and gentlemen, out there, of there's a construction site across from our office. Uh, and they, for whatever reason, and I don't, I, I can only assume it's utilized to, to take materials from the bottom it's floor all the way to the top floor. They have a pulley system that they just left out. So there is a rope and a hook and a pulley system just left out. Kevin, who I can honestly say is one of the most responsible slash irresponsible people mm-hmm. in my, I've ever met. Looks across the street and sees these kids, one kid pulling his younger brother up who's holding onto the hook. And this kid starts going one floor, two floor, like, almost up to the third he's floor. He's going so fucking high. So high that Kevin, again, a person who does not mind crashing drones into everything, felt <laughs> compelled to yell at these well, kids. Step one was him filming it. Yeah. So it's naturally like, yeah, naturally. Yeah, the, the irresponsible yeah. side, of course, he's filming it. But then the next video is him being like, I had to go stop these kids. I had to tell them to stop. They're going too high. And I'm like, we're grownups now. Yeah. Did it work? Did the kids come down? Yeah. They're like, they I did. need they to listen. Kevin's this very guy. intimate anyway. He wants to yeah. yeah. He's very much a dad. He's going to be a great dad because he's very much like, he's going to be the dad that's like, let's go play with fire. But then once you screw up, I have to yell at you. So, you know, the, the best part of that. Um, <laughs> the kids, man, you'll just like throw yourself into the worst situations. I remember there was a, a playground we used to go to where there was a swing set. And of course, people get on the swings and try to jump off as far as possible. One of these swings had a like metal fence, maybe like 10 feet, 15 feet ahead of it. And we would try to swing, have people push us so that we would jump and jump over the fence. That's a, just a and dumb idea. And when you idea. stop and think about you the physics of that, yeah. you could just fucking crash into the fence, land on the fence. Yeah. Like, there's so many bad situations. Did you situations. stay impaled? You could have gotten impaled on the fence. I mean, you could have gotten impaled. I'm just saying, I just think you go, whoa, and then just, you just scissor oh, the you fence. you scissor yourself to death. That's what I'm thinking. Either that or you do the Deadpool 2 thing where you accidentally fall, like, snap your back. Because mm. that could happen as well. But you don't think about that. You don't think about the repercussions. Yeah, back then I didn't. Yeah. But now... Hell no. Hell no. I, also, I, I wouldn't I, even sit on a swing. You know what I think about a lot? I spend I spend probably more time thinking about than one ought to is all of the head trauma I've had over my life. That because we didn't know that shit was bad for you. And like the amount of times I've been thrown or fallen down or knocked my head against things and just not given a shit. Like, would I be a different person if none of that had happened? Do you ever think about that? No, I, I don't remember hitting my head against shit very yeah, often. But, uh, I, I, I don't know what you were up to. I watched a video of you falling downstairs. Can you explain that bit to me? Yeah, how do you, like, how how do you professionally fall downstairs? Mm-hmm. The thing is, you can't really practice it. You just put a bunch of pads on whenever <laughs> you can. Go. And you have I to be go. very physically aware through different, you know, 
athletic things that you do in your life to just know your body and its mechanics sure. and uh, make sure you're taking care of the proper areas like your head. But at what point are they like, we should actually have a human being do this and we can't have it be Scarlett Johansson. We need someone else to throw themselves down the stairs and not have it just be a mannequin. Uh, I mean, because of the shot, right? Because the face is or the back of the person is coming right into the shot. It's it's fine to do a couple times. If I had to do that like 10 times, it would be a totally different story. But mm. usually stair falls are done a couple times. Has there been something that you're like, I'm not doing that? <laughs> he laughs. He laughs yes, definitely. And the older I get, I'm like, okay, I'm going to not do so much of this because you can only do it for so long. But granted, the point of stunts is to have a safe team around you that doesn't get you hurt and you mm. make sure that you know what you're doing so that you don't get hurt. But there's been things where I'm like, okay, I don't want to fall off of that. I don't want to fall onto that. And I don't want to be lit on fire anymore. There, I have, I have boundaries I now. Excuse me. We're going to have to rewind <laughs> I have boundaries a little bit. Now. I don't want to be lit on fire anymore. anymore. <laughs> now that to say that statement means that at some point in your life, you went legitimately as the fire extinguisher stopped. This is the last time. <laughs> I will ever let someone light me on fire. What did that what did that look like? Were you in one of those big like costumes? The or they just yeah, put the yeah, greasy yeah. stuff Fear all over you. Like, ah. like in Deadpool yeah. 2, it's like that guy's actually on fire. That's not CG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when did you have to get lit on fire? It was just for practice. So like as a stunt person. No, I know. <laughs> Guys, hold up, hold up, hold up. As a stunt person, you need to know like your boundaries and if you can actually do this. Because if you go on set and say like, yes, I, I can, can do this, I can do this and then you freak it. out, you, yeah. you, you're going to look terrible. The That'd coordinator is going to look terrible and you're probably not going to work anymore. So it's like you have to make sure you're comfortable with certain things before you do them. You have the hardest job on set. No. I can honestly say that. I've worked on sets before as a PA. My job was nowhere hard, as hard as this. I At no point did anyone go, Nick, today is when we start lighting you on fire. I'd be like, no. I got to go smoke a cigarette and quit. I'm going to quit. Is I that think, cool? I think PAing is is much more difficult, actually. PAing is much more difficult. For me. Well, I mean, it like, depends on the set. We're, we're, we're overgeneralizing yeah. here. But I think from a, from a mental standpoint, though. Like this is what I often think about because a lot of people don't think about the mental like the, how the mental acuity you have to have the mental strength you have to have to be able to do this stuff. Like it's one thing to be like, oh, you're tough, you can fall downstairs. It's another thing to be like, this could. There's a lot that goes into this. Like this is a dangerous profession right. that you're and in, I wouldn't, right? And I wouldn't be doing it with people that I don't trust. Right. Like it's not as dangerous as you may think because there's a lot of science, there's a lot of practice, there's many years of this being thought out, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's more of like the mental challenge of getting over something and being like, oh, this is a good challenge. It's just interesting to me that like I understand, you know, there, there being the science around the falling down the stairs and you're like, I'm going to do that. But then you also need to light yourself on fire. It's like I feel like well, because of the scene where they're like, in this, it's not enough to fall down the stairs. How can we? I could just see the director. How do we take this up? How do we take this fire. up? What if she ran through fire beforehand and fell down the stairs into a pit of snakes? Yes, it's just crazy that it's like I just feel so. The there's coordinators then that kind of have to understand this wide breadth of different types of stunts and the science behind each one of those, and then they teach you. Uh, kind of. You have to know what you're doing before you go on set. And then if the coordinator is not so familiar with, say, like wire work, then they'll bring on a special wire work. Interesting. Um, and then like, team. so so do you, like, what are your, what do you specialize in? Obviously fighting. Fighting and acting. I do a lot more acting now. Um, wire work, things like that. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's go to Black Widow. Because I think that is the most like mind blowing thing. When I first saw the, the scene of you on the, the highway chase, like coming down on the rope and then when she lands and runs like that's one of the most iconic Black Widow shots I would say in the entire franchise 
And you like that song? So her main, uh, Scarlett's main double is Heidi Moneymaker, and there were, um, I was also another double on that oh, gotcha. film. So yeah. we split up a lot of the work, and that was me coming down from the highway with the girl. And then when you just yeah. keep running off, yeah, and we yeah. saw it a second ago. Yeah, but yeah. like, that, you were on set. Did you get to, do you meet Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, you... so we have a lot of preparation. I was on that film for like six months, and so we have a preparation time where we train the actors and everything. And Because when you're stunt doubling somebody, you have to understand how they're acting out the character. And mm -hmm. it's nice if you've already seen the character, you know how she runs, you know like if she's right-sided, you know if she punches with her right side better than her left. You have to really understand the actor and the person to make it one character, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're running a certain way, like an athlete, and she's running like... Totally different. Yeah, it's not, it's not gonna, gonna, it's not gonna, gonna combine. Look good yeah. together. Yeah. So a lot of preparation with the actor, definitely. That's insane. So you took yeah. direction from the Russo brothers. They're so cool. Oh my god. That's good to hear. What I really liked about them is that they allowed the stunt team to create and do their job properly, and they just completely trusted us. Well, what's crazy about this, and we 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 kind of pinpointed this when we did the MCU in review, which you guys can watch right now, YouTube.com. No, yes, that's kind of yep. funny. There yep. we go. We have too many different URLs that have slashes in them. Notice I stopped saying backslash though, mm -hmm. or forward slash. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I, I weeded that one out of my uh, vernacular. Uh, one of the things that you notice when you do watch it, like Winter Soldier, was like the action really did the choreography in that film really got taken up a notch. Oh yeah, definitely. And you mentioned obviously being on set with George St. Pierre that everything in the beginning of that movie where uh, Cap lands in the boat and it's we cool have all, it's such yep. a fucking rad scene and I think that's one of those like where obviously like uh, uh, Black Widow's sort of movement is that very very fluid same style that we Spider saw in your stuff. in your reel where it's like yeah. it never stops until the last person drops which is really really cool oh I like that never yeah there stops you go that the could last be, person drops, drops. So. That, that can be your that can be your uh, your your mantra from now on you okay. can take that from me because uh, mine would be it never stops until I get tie tie. So that's really cool. So, then, uh, so let's talk about acting then. So you're saying right. you're doing a lot of acting. What 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 are we recognizing you in? What are we hearing? Um, so I started doing some action films. Uh, a couple years ago, I had Lady Blood Fight come out um, with Voltage Pictures, and then I did Female Fight Well, you Squad. fought one of the guys from The Raid. No, that was something else. That's called The Gate, and I fought one of the guys from The Raid. His name is Chechup. He's this awesome uh, Penchok Salat master, and we had this really cool fight scene. Um, it's on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. Okay. It's called The Gate. Okay. Yeah, so doing more acting now, I've all, you know, I wanted to blend action and acting for the longest time and it's really difficult to go actioning. from stunts to actioning. Yeah. Yes. So it's hard to join uh, both worlds, but you know, Jackie Chan did it. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, a lot of like action in the eighties mm -hmm. did this. A lot of the actors were doing their own action, but now there's like insurance issues and all these things mm. that we have to doesn't get Doesn't necessarily so seem to bother Tom Cruise though. Tom Cruise is that. amazing. He does so many of his own Did you signs. see Mission Impossible Fallout? No, and, and that's only because of Movie Pass. I will put it in Movie Pass. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Oh, yeah, really? Movie Pass. They're much. almost out. Yeah. They're, almost, they're on the way out. They're, it's it's at the point, let's just put it this way, where the doctor has to come to the family and be like, we need to talk about it. I'm done. <laughs> I canceled it. We need to talk night. about it. <laughs> did you? I did. You did? And this yeah. morning I got AMC. Uh, stubs or whatever it is. Stubs or whatever. A-list, whatever, yeah. It's that's so great because you know what? I'll go with you from now on. Here's why. I... Do not like the way I was treated at AMC last time. I had to wait in the normal person line oh, yeah. like a freaking plebeian. Uh -huh. oh, and goodness. meanwhile, they're taking one person from my line, one person from the Stubbs line. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Stop I actually up, was like, baby. I had a fantasy where I'm like, I'm just going to go up there and leave $7 and take my own soda because they can't make me wait. And I didn't do it because I can't break rules. It's true. That would be that would require me to break rules. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> so where we go off? Which, which Marvel? Which Marvel movies were you a part of? 
Uh, Deadpool 1 and 2, um, Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, what else? Oh, Iron Man 2, 3. He's better at remembering yeah. this yeah. than me. He's like what, my resume. Do, what'd you do in Iron Man 3? Uh, I just ran away from an explosion. Just another like day, day in the life. Was it just a day? That it was you just worked? a day. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So a lot of films, uh, it's dependent on who the coordinator is and what you're doing in, in the film. But sometimes it's a day. Sometimes it's six months. So That's crazy. Totally all over the place. And then for like the Spider-Man video game or uh, you also, what would you do in Uncharted? So Uncharted 4, I uh, motion captured as Nadine. And then for Lost Legacy, I did some Nadine motion capture as well. Were you the main motion capture for Nadine or how does that work for video games? Because you're saying with Spider-Man, it was kind of split up between people. Yeah. So most of the time it's very split up. But for Lost Legacy, I was definitely mostly uh, Nadine. Um, and then I did a cinematic fight scene on uh, Uncharted 4 as Nadine. But usually when I go into motion capture, it's I do like five different things throughout mm-hmm. the day. So. And you were saying earlier you're working on Days Gone as well. I did some what Days Gone. What other games are you working gone? on now? Right now, it's just been uh, Spider-Man. I've been doing a lot of motion capturing as a black cat. Mm-hmm. So fucking cool. I, know, I can't wait to play that game. I love <laughs> I know we're character. not allowed to talk about anything, and I and I don't want to say it, but yeah. September 7th, right? Is yeah. that when that's coming out? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Also, I did a trailer for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mm. Did so, a trailer so, for it? Yeah, the trailer so, for it. It was the first trailer for it. Basically, um, she jumps down from a tree. She fights a bunch of guys in this like forest area. Mm-hmm. That was all me. They created this crazy stage on the mocap stage with a bunch of bars, and I was like using actual ice picks, jumping off of boxes and connecting them to bars. It was it was such a rigorous That's day. That's awesome. It was insane. They had me climbing upside down on bars with the ice picks. Like, it was all real. <laughs> At any point where you just like, you know you could just flip the character, yes. right? Like, yeah, yes. I don't have to be doing this for real. Well, they real. wanted to get the exertion. They wanted to go that extra dis- distance and actually get like the exertion and how oh, the I body mechanics actually work oh, yeah. when you're struggling upside down. It's hard, yeah. yeah. They don't work well. It was ridiculous, no. That's crazy yeah. to me. So, we've seen you get thrown downstairs. We've seen, we've heard about you getting lit on fire, running away from explosions. Now there's ice picks. What are some other just cool <laughs> things that you've done that like normal people probably haven't experienced? Um, I've jumped out of windows. I've jumped out of a few windows. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I've fought a lot like of cool people. Like through the window? Like through the window. Glass breaking? Yes, totally. Does, do you ever just get like, like when you're done with it, you get that surge of adrenaline and then it's, you come home to him and then you go, I have to, the only way I can recreate this is by hunting a human being. Like, is it, is your life just all <laughs> adrenaline chasing or are you like, nah, Zach it's cool. Just hiding in the closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he usually doesn't uh, like to see me when I come home. He just hides in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's scary. I get it. <laughs> no, you definitely get that adrenaline boost. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster or, you know, something that you have to perfect in one take with a lot of money on the line. I that's a challenge to me, though. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. I would buckle under the pressure. No, you wouldn't. Oh, God. Yes, I nah. would. How much is this shot okay. costing us? Get someone else. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, I am absolutely not your guy. I'm not, I know I look like John Favreau. I'm not doing I'm not doing his stunts. Uh, so do you actually go back and then do you train at all still? Like, do you, Are you still taking classes or is most of are you just like, I'm pretty good at this point. I know my shit. <laughs> I don't need to go back into, into a dojo or into a gym. No, I definitely keep training and make do sure you? my body's right so that I can still do these things because if I get hired based off of something I've already done and I can't do it anymore. They're like, "Mm, bye-bye. So what does that Um, look like? What does that training look like for you on a weekly basis? uh, So I'll do regular fitness with Zach. We'll do like an arm day, legs day, core, um, and then I'll do martial arts a couple days a week. When's the fire day, though? The fire day is non-existent. It's always always Sundays. Fire day is when I get paid for fire fire days. (laughs) I want extra for that fire. It's going to look real good. Um, But it's dependent on the film. If I have to do like for the gate, I had to learn Penchox a lot. So I'm training hard with Penchox a lot for, you know, 
every day. It just depends on what I'm doing. What did you just what Penchok's is that? a lot. It's an Indonesian martial art. So if you've seen the raid, mm-hmm. that's what they used. Interesting. Have you seen the raid? I have seen the raid. Have you seen the raid? Oh, yes. I have not seen yeah. the raid two. Me neither. But I have seen the raid. It's good stuff. Uh, I hear the raid two is just as good as the raid one. Uh, I hear it's yes. I hear the same thing. I love that style, but I, I I mistook that for being more of like a Muay Thai style, like more like a Tony Jaw style. But it is yeah. I guess. I mean, it's it has different. some knees and elbows, but yeah. it's it's very different. Heads. Shoulders, head, knees, shoulders, toes. knees, and toes. It's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, where do you go to find that in LA? Are there like a, every shop around the corner teaches that, or are you like well, I gotta go to one Mc, spe- yeah, specific I mean, place? I mean, there's a lot of McDojos, but uh, for me, I train with like a group of people. Okay, we, so we you know guys just like have different disciplines, like, you backgrounds. This, you know boxing better than I do, and I know kickboxing, so let's let's mix it up. What's up, Cool Greg? Oh, thank you. Can I just do water? Could you bring me one light? No, don't bring me a lifesaver. People a don't life-saver? like when I chew things. But you, you know what, just, cool, Greg? You could just suck on the lifesaver. No, I can't because I talk a lot. I'll probably just choke Jesus on it. Christ. He's is such it Friday? a special being, isn't I he? I know, it's great. <laughs> All the thought it that goes Friday, into the lifesaver, actually. It is God, Friday. it's so Friday. It's been oh, a long day. We've had a lot of travel. Tim and I came back from... Busy, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were at Cisco's wedding. Oh, last yeah. weekend. I want to hear about it that. I want to talk about it so badly. Oh, you have Greg. to wait. We got to wait for Greg. Yeah. Prior Tomorrow, to I'm doing something really weird that I'm going to eventually talk about on the morning show, I guess. But my friend is doing a uh, her first ever oh, God. bodybuilding bikini this. competition. She's never done this ever in her life. And she just decided about four months ago that she was going to like go into her dad was a bodybuilder. And I mean, she's just this tiny little girl. Yeah. Oh, she's never, maybe like five foot. Yeah, I would never expect her to, to go into this, uh, but she was like, I'm fucking doing it. She pretty much hasn't had food in the last six months. That's um, terrible. And I'm, I'm exaggerating, but like she's just like she's been very, very, very strict. Very, very strict. Very clean. Yeah. A lot of the like supplements and stuff and all that stuff. I, I have no idea, but like I'm sure there's science behind it. Um, and a lot of just training specific things, but like it's, it's going to be a, a weird experience. It's where they do the whole like. Um, spray tan, the spray tanning, and all that stuff, and I'm like, too much. I gotta say, I'm not in. I'm not down. But hey, I'm gonna be here to support and see it's, what's up. There's always a point with the spray tan where you feel like you're like you went one shade too dark or on like the spray five tan. Shades Maybe five, too dark. yeah, shades of. When it's just, like that dark, rich brown, and that person is white, there's an issue. If it's debatably blackface, there's a yeah, problem. Yeah, that's not a good look. Like, so the reason they do it is so that the muscles are more oh, like contrasted, you look more right? and contrasted. But it's just like, I mean, dude, just work out. Just harder. work out. That's the point. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess so. But I, I, I I'm fascinated by this, and I can't Thank wait. You. I can't wait to hear Aww. this story when you come back because this it's a different beast, right? Like all these things are different that we're mm-hmm. talking about. But that level of like dedication is always so impressive to mm-hmm. me. I couldn't do that. Where like I can make it. I have. I I have been for the past like oh gosh ten years been trying to like de like arm myself with the habits that will allow me to be as like physically fit and healthy and happy as humanly possible. And that's a big thing. That's a big priority for me. But most of that is because it's all about undoing all the shitty habits I have when I was a kid and didn't do any of this. So seeing people who kind of come in with that, like the tutelage of a dad mm-hmm. who can be like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm going to skip you ahead. Like you're not going to develop these bad habits. I'm going to like, like your dad to do such a cool service because he said, I mean, maybe I'm sure at times it probably didn't feel that way. At times you're probably like that. I just, I don't want to train right now and maybe like stop being so hard on me. But like, but my dad was always very much into like music and not necessarily anything else. And so we, music's we, amazing. What do you mean? It's music? great. But I, and then I ended up being in music, but he was never hardcore about it. So he was never uh. like, you have to be like, they just kind of let me do whatever I wanted to do and trust me that I would be happy. And I was for That's the most great. part. It's cool. My kid's going to be so good at sleeping. 
And the kid's gonna be great drinking at drinking LaCroix. Video games drinking and sleeping. LaCroix? <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I got on that topic. I am spaced out right now. My brain is just I don't mush. Know. You guys have been busy. Yeah. So can we talk in a roundabout way about why you were here today? That's a no. That that I look mean, is a just no. the, the person. Uh, the only thing is the fact that like the, the person that you were going to fight with. I definitely can't talk about that. Then let's not talk about that. it then. But it's really but freaking cool. But it's something cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> then let's talk about something we can talk about. And that is Uncharted. So when you worked okay. with Naughty Dog, uh -huh. I love did you, did you get to work with, with Troy? And any, yeah, yeah. So we had a cinematic scene where I worked with Troy. He's the um, worst, Nolan right? North. He's, he's the worst. The fucking he's like not talented. Being. He does never work. It's just like, I hate eh. him so much because he keeps showing up and my he wife keeps meeting him. And she keeps just saying, I, th I think that her insult that she keeps leveraging against him is that he is so gorgeous and I'm like I think that's the wrong word babe I think yeah. what you mean is he's an asshole that's yeah. what you're trying to say what I don't understand about Troy that's and like, what you're trying to say babe. I, we've now known him a, a long time probably like 2011 is yeah. when we first met him oh, yeah. and every time I see him he has a different hairstyle and every time he pulls it off every fucking time it's like he's it's the only guy fair. I know that can pull off a scarf and a fedora. I'm like, usually it's an either or choice. It's either or. Okay, you notice Nolan North walks around one or the other. Yeah. Usually neither, truth yeah. be told. Oh, Just man. throwing that out there. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's awesome that you got to be, to be a part of that team. Yeah, those guys are super talented. I love working with Naughty Dog mm -hmm. and Insomniac. Those are both two of my favorites. Yeah. They're good ones. They Definitely are good ones. Good ones. No, I wish I could speak to it, but I've played the first Uncharted five times, the first hour of it like five times now. Refuse to play anymore. You're garbage really? Being, yeah. What's wrong? Well, at this point, it's just a funny joke, and I like to, it. Pisses Greg and Tim off. He's not really not. He's not big into video games. It like not particularly. Every once in no. a while, jump. Not particularly. Mm. No, I'm I just, just not. realized that we have a new oh, background. Yeah, this looks great. It's oh, we do. We have prom, and we've got and me, and we have, we got the Spider Man. Sure, the Spider Man there. All right. I want to make sure that Spider Man is such a thing. I want to yeah. make that a thing. You, I was saying before on the, on the pre show that I like that it's starting to transcend into like mm -hmm. an actual pop culture meme. Like before, you know, like, because we have memes that are obviously within our community, and that's yeah. just, it is what it is. But usually, like, when we start a joke, it goes, it goes, it goes, it dies. But I honestly feel like we're getting real mainstream getting penetration with shirtless Spider Man. I'm telling you right now, I feel like it could be on the level of an Obama Hope poster or like Maybe. the Warhol wow. suit can. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. telling you right now. Like, that paint, when I saw that painting of shirtless Spider Man that, that Jake Johnson responded to, you I did looked the print at it screen. and I was like, ah, oh, it's yeah. great. That like, it was. Sound again. Oh. That's just so that's, good at it. Listen, okay, <laughs> it's how I react to things. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. All right. Okay. So uh, I like the shirts, by the way. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have the video games are cool shirt. We got the por uh, well, it's porty right there. That's Greg's dog. Uh, so let's let's segue over though. You have a YouTube right. channel as well, right? I do. What are you so, doing over there? So basically, I started a YouTube channel because I wanted a little more control. The industry doesn't always allow you control to do whatever you want unless you're shocker. a full producer. That's yeah, shocker. Know, that's crazy. That's crazy. So I started doing some fitness stuff, um, a lot of like martial arts uh, related stuff. And then Zach and I actually started uh, streaming on Twitch for Attack the Stack, which is his company now. Um, we've been playing a lot of games on there. So Zach, we're get on the mic. What, what, get on this mic. What is Attack the Stack? What is uh, so yeah, uh, I used to be in cybersecurity. Uh, I was overworked and unhappy. So one day I came home and uh, I had this revelation, this epiphany. As I stared at my stack of games that was collecting dust slowly, mm -hmm. I decided that I was just gonna start living my life on my own terms and uh, attack my life, attack the stack. So uh, I loved games. I always have, and I just never really played them a lot while for years while I was working. So. We started this thing on Twitch where we're just hanging out with people. Amy's on sometimes. We just attack the stack of backlog games. Oh, that's cool. Games yeah. in general. Just hanging out. Yeah. So Taking trying a cue to. Thank you from you guys, really. 
Oh, um, God. Yeah, it. just living life. It's, it's like an ideology kind of just what's, having a good time. What's fascinating to me about both you guys is you're both nerds, which I like, but you're also incredibly fit, which I also like. And you walked in, and the first thing you said. Which I always say, yeah. Well, no, but the first, the first thing you guys said was you're, on, you're doing keto. Yes, right? which you you're do. eating keto. Generally. Yes, and which a lot of people out there uh, ha- are, have started doing as well. And one of the things I love is I love whenever we have a conversation about health or about fitness, seeing people say, hey, I was inspired by that conversation. And then six months later, hey, a lot like I, we read a tip on the morning show today. Someone lost 75 pounds because they heard me talk about like my struggles, staying healthy and losing weight and things like that. Really? And I freaking love hearing about that. It is amazing because I, I myself, I used to be like, uh, I think I topped the scales at 265 back in the day. Really? And for context, I'm five foot eight. So that's like two of me. It's like a, a second person standing next to me just, walking down the street. How did you make the change? That's amazing. Ke- uh, keto, mostly. Really? Well, back then they called it Atkins. You remember? When, when the well, Atkins yeah, diet hit on, which is there are some very, very big differences. Yes. And I don't recommend necessarily Atkins. But that's um, how you started that. That is how I started that. Yeah. Wow. But I, I, I was sitting at a cafe in Irvine, California with my buddy, with my two friends. And they were like, hey, we just read this book called The Atkins Diet. And we're going to start doing this. Do you want to do it, too? And I'm like, well, I'm a follower. So, yes, I would like to do that follow. with you. As I'm smoking my 13th cigarette of the day. And I'm like, I'm like, what is what does it entail? They're like, well, you can eat all the bacon, cheese, and mayonnaise that you want. And I'm like, like, I am in. Sign nice. me up. And it, and, I, and it was hilarious because I'm like, it was the first time in my life where I ever thought like, uh, I'll just try this for a week and see what happens. And it, but, but this is back contextually in the time in my life where I was so fucking lazy. Where like, if it didn't fall into my lap, I wasn't chasing I after it. I can't imagine you being lazy. It was, it was. It's, a, it's so like, weird hearing I old Nick stories. I can't imagine that. I just... I mean, I, we were, Zach and I were talking before because he was a, a computer science major at one point, or is in computer science, obviously. And I was, I was telling him how he said he, you had looked at going to Irvine, right, for the for the computer science ICS program, uh, information and computer science, what that stands for. And I said, I was telling him that I went for that program and took my first class and was like, absolutely not. This is mm. way too much work. Yeah. I am not into this. And I segued over to being a film major, and then I, I put a lot of work into that, of course. But after I graduated, I just didn't have the tools. That's what I'm saying. Like, if those things aren't instilled in you at a very young age, for whatever reason, I had to do a lot of catching up, I felt. Mm. And they had all of my poor habits that sort of led me to being incredibly, incredibly unhealthy. Interesting. I don't think you uh, moving away from computer science necessarily means you're lazy. I just think you weren't interested. That's There's that's true. that as well. But I, uh, there, I strike an interesting. I think about this a lot. I really do spend a lot, a lot of time thinking about this, mostly in my car when I'm having uh, theoretical arguments with myself. Where is the line drawn between, hey, I don't like this, or hey, I should push myself to do exactly. this because maybe mm. if I just do it a little bit more, I'd like it. Like there might be an alternate reality where, where young Nick Scarpino pushed through that first lab, really sat down with the book, read How to Make Pac-Man, was like, you know what, this is fucking great. I it. The light's gone off. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's clicked for me. And maybe I want to do this. And then maybe you guys were like, hey, that awesome uh, Nick Hideo Kojima Scarpino game is amazing. <laughs> That's right? how things work. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> you just put him in the middle of it. You just put him right in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, oh, that new Scarpino medical game is amazing, right? Because I'm like, I'm an idiot savant. I have figured out how to rule the world. I don't think so in computer science. I think you're absolutely right. I think that I just followed a passion and that was the right thing. But I think about that a lot, a lot uh, in terms of jujitsu, which is martial arts are hard. Mm-hmm. Specifically, when you are sparring, and in jujitsu, we spar every class. So there is a mental aspect of it that 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 before every single class, I go, oh, do I really want to do this? Like, do I really want this pain? Do I really want the feel, like the anxiety that comes along with with the, every role and and just being in the class? 
And then every time I push through that, I'm just a little bit better. So much better. You feel so much better. And you're just mentally, you're just a little stronger. And I've never walked out of a jiu-jitsu, even the ones that are bad where I'm like, I got my ass kicked. Never walked out and not thought, huh, I did something good for myself. That's the with workouts though too. But I think you know going into something like whether it's going to be good for you or not, or whether you will have some sort of interest. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because you've signed up for jujitsu because you were interested. Sure, yeah. You've gone because you were interested. But I signed I up for computers because I was interested too. <laughs> you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, see, but, but the thing there is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I sure. don't know, but I, I feel like, especially like our generation of people growing up, there's this, uh, if you're in the side of life that we are, this nerd culture kind of area, there's inherently an interest in computers yeah. and make it like every kid thinks they want to make every kid that b- grows up playing video games thinks they want to make video games. Yeah. And then you hit a point where you're like, no, I don't like I want I to play, I them, play them or yeah, yeah. talk about yeah. them or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to make them. But it sounds like you just when you're a dumb little kid, you don't understand that there's other jobs in video games besides making the video sure. games. Right? That's probably very true for me. I grew up. I mean, I'm in the generation of people who grew up with dial-up modems. Where like we were like, this is a 14.4 modem. Like this, I'm like, what does this do? It connects you to the internet. I'm like, let's dial this back. What's the internet? Like, what are all these things? I remember the days we got the AOL like floppy disks, not CD-ROMs, the <laughs> floppy disks. Okay, so this is like that's so that's very true. Like I think to me, and you have to also put it in context. Like I entered college in 1998 when computer science was like the thing Mm -hmm. people were like that was when in 1998 this is before the first dot-com bubble burst uh they were like if you graduate with a computer science degree you are 100 percent employable like you are gonna get a job it's gonna be a great life you're gonna be driving maseratis and everyone's gonna like you and i was like yes i like that life and it just didn't didn't vibe with me yeah i couldn't push through it in that regard here we are and here you are we are here i'm doing nothing in the computer science field we in fact so much so that if my computer breaks i just hand it to kevin And he fixes it. And he it. fixes he it. He always fixes it. And that's so wait, works. you were 265 pounds, yeah. you said? Yeah. And what are you now for context? Context, I'm 180 right now. Wow. 180 pounds. And like, where were you when we started Kind of Funny? Well, uh, ish. ish. So like three, four actually, years ago. Actually, when we started Kind of Funny, I was, uh, I weighed less because I, yeah, really? I was actually in one, like 178, 177. And you look back at pictures of me, I was really skinny because that's when I started doing paleo. And paleo, which is a form of ketogenic diets, not keto is a weird term because people throw it around. If you actually, this is my understanding, you guys can both correct me if I'm wrong, but to actually do a keto diet, you have to get yourself into ketosis, which there are varying degrees of. And the deeper you go into that, the more you are kicking your body's, uh, you kicking your body over to to burning ketones, right? Like that is the general concept of like, hey, we're going to utilize fat and protein as our main sources, not so much carbohydrates, which is sort of what. Atkins did, but no one in their right mind would say, go on a ketogenic diet and dip mayonnaise into bacon into cheese and eat that right now. Correct? Like, you guys don't eat bacon, I assume. Oh, I eat bacon. He eats bacon. Yeah. I guess I'm right then. I'm right on the money. There it is. (laughs) Uh, No, so, what was your question? You had a question that just now. I was saying, like, how much you weighed then, Oh, right. So, I started paleo. That was one of the trends. So, I went from Atkins to then just creating a calorie deficit to, to lose weight and then to going and trying a couple other things like uh, right when the Whole30 came out, paleo diet became a really big thing. I tried paleo and I went strict paleo. And strict paleo is lean meat is your main source of protein or main source of calorie. Mm-hmm. And then you can have uh, some leafy greens, some vegetables, uh, but they can't be high in carbohydrates. No oils, no fats, like minimize everything. And I was, I was to a point where I would walk around and be like, how did I get here? 
Like really? I had massive brain fog. They called it brain fog, but I think it was just a huge calorie deficit that Probably, I was, yeah. I just think I was depri- de- depriving myself of so many calories and I was not working out at the time either. I wasn't lifting or doing anything. I was just strictly like two pieces of chicken for a meal and then feel sick and then drink a little coffee and that was pretty much it. And I got, coffee. but dude, I got down like. I knew you then. Oh my it was God. A lot of coffee. And I was smoking cigarettes too, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, which makes it easier not to eat. So yeah, if you look at pictures, I have pictures on my phone when we started doing the animated show where um, uh, I think it was uh, Panda needed some some shots of us for some stuff. And I'm like, I was really skinny back then. Wow. But I think I'm more fit now. I feel Definitely. I feel better now. Yeah, you you look better than you ever have. Yeah. I've known you for sure. And then, you know, it's a process. My goal weight is around 165. For, That's insane. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of body fat. You, you weighed 165. Fourth grade, third grade, something like that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> like seriously, I, I mean, goal? I was. I, it's part of the documentary. If you watch the stand-up comedy documentary yeah. we made with Archie Docs, they. Ha- I had to go back and look at pictures of myself, and I always had this idea that right around 15 or 13 or 14, I started getting fat. But then I started looking at old pictures of myself. I was like, oh no, it was just a. You were born. You were skinny at one point, and then you found Twinkies, and it just kept going fat, fat, fat until I hit about 25, and then I really want or 22, then I really started doing something about it. Was it the Twinkies? Is that what did it? It was like it was the 80s. Okay, <laughs> it was the 80s. It was a different time. It's a different it was time. a different time. The 80s was a time when people were just like, listen. Uh, Captain Crunch with Crunchberries, that is a healthy breakfast. Right. Let's just mm-hmm. do two to three bowls of that. Party get right back out there. Done. Get out there. Be a, like that. Like, I don't know. You ever watch those old cereal commercials? Like, this is part of a balanced breakfast. Bowl of cereal, toast, butter, maybe some pancakes. Like, what the fuck is that breakfast? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just all way sugar. too it's much food. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so what got you guys into keto? Like, why, why, why are you? He got into it first, actually. So, yeah. yeah, coming from a computer science background and working in cybersecurity and IT before that, uh, my work was very mental. So I got into nootropics, first of all, and it was through that that I uh, found out about the ketogenic diet because as cool we were talking about earlier, Can we hear him? there's a ton of mental benefits uh, as, as mm-hmm. far as like memory, uh, mental acuity, focus that come along with the ketogenic diet. So that's where I started. And also I took one of those 23 and me tests and I know you guys were talking about that a while yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Joking about we like haven't done it yet. Dogs oh, you need to do that it. Was hilarious, by the way. About what? You guys joked about sending in dogs live and seeing if they could. They did. That's true. Remember? We did. Oh. I thought that was See, we did we say, say that? We say we talk on camera for <laughs> thousands <laughs> of hours. Oh, so, Forget what you say. It was great. It was great. So, yeah. anyways, it's horrifying. Um, you should take that by the way. Out that I was like eleven times the risk for Alzheimer's. It runs on my father's side. So, ah, uh, that makes sense. Diet's also great for warding off. The diseases like that. One of the yeah, one of the main benefits of keto, and this is the thing that I've learned because uh, I have a lot of friends and family who suffer from arthritis, so autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. uh, inflammatory inflammation in the body. Right. Uh, the, one of the first things they'll tell you to do is they'll they'll put you on a diet plan that looks a lot like keto, because mm-hmm. uh, they'll basically want to eliminate anything in your diet that uh, can cause inflammation in the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, uh, and I've seen a big change in people because of it. Yeah, I've seen a huge change in my skin, my allergies that I've dealt mm-hmm. with my whole life, as well as like hormonal issues it's it's been the best diet for me and i'm a vegetarian so it's it was a little difficult at first but absolutely doable so where do you get your main what do you get your protein from uh well you don't need that much protein i guess that's true you you need fat that's right yeah so my brain's still stuck in in atkins because a lot of people ask that like oh you're a vegetarian so where do you get your protein but avocado there's there's (laughs) eggs there's cheese there's things like that and a bunch of nuts but you know the 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 oils are easy. The fats are easy. From yeah, avocados, the avocados, things like that. Yeah, a lot of coconut. I fat. read an article recently that I was like, oh, I don't have time for this in my life. But someone was uh, there was a, I guess a Harvard 
uh, nutrition, like she's a professor of nutrition and health science, something like that, said uh, coconut oil is pure poison and people should what? stop eating it. Who said that? And I swear to God, it was. I, I saw the headline of Huffington Post and I read the first paragraph out of it and I, I forgot to go back to it. That's so I don't want to misquote this person, but um, they were saying the reason why I think it's just too high in saturated fat, like the the ratio of saturated fat to like polysaturated fat or un- I don't know my fat breakdowns was too far for her. She was like, this is madness. Everyone's got to stop eating uh, coconut oil. And I'm like, okay, I guess. But she recommends, everyone recommends uh, avocados and uh, yeah, avocado and, and, and olive oil and things yeah, like my, that. My understanding about that whole argument, and there's a lot of science that still needs to be done in research, but a lot of the new stuff is really exciting. But my understanding is that a lot of that is in the context of an American diet or a high-carb diet. Mm. That, uh, foods high in saturated fat are dangerous. But when you remove the carbohydrates, the processed and refined carbs, not all carbs are bad as as. Tim Texas earlier, we were going to bring him donuts, and he's like, well, we should be scary about the carbs. But the I truth is, yeah. carbs are not Tim's bad. Tim's definitely like, joking. What did you say? You were like, I don't know what I said. You were like, most fine. of just, us don't eat carbs, uh, and the rest too. Oh, she was, like, she was like, you guys like donuts? And I said, don't worry about us. Some of us are afraid of carbs, and the rest of us should be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, though. Yeah. So carbs <laughs> are the enemy. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, just but, particular carbs. And obviously, we, we are keto. Uh, it's kind of the lifestyle we lead, but um, obviously, we're here in San Francisco hanging out with you guys, so we're having a ball eating whatever yeah including donuts right now but um yeah you got nasty on that burrito earlier oh, yeah. did he yeah did oh i'd do that but you know that's <laughs> that's the thing and we were talking about this when we went to order i do the exact same thing sometimes right you can't you have to you, uh, have you to can't refeed. you gotta you have just to do every once in a while yeah. but the way i looked at it and the thing that's really helped me out is that i don't look at eating uh keto or or being in that lifestyle as a diet I look at that as that's just the way I eat. And when I do have pizza or when I do decide, like, fuck it, I'm taking down a bag of goldfish like it owes me money. Goldfish? Like, oh, goldfish crackers are my thing. Like, Taco Bell, pizza, and goldfish crackers are the ones that. Oh, I love T Bell. Oh, my God. Like, I go to T Bell and, like, screw, I'm itching. And I look at the guy like he's my fucking dealer. And I'm like, you're going to give daddy his drug tonight. And the guy's like, stop (laughs) calling yourself daddy to me. It's really (laughs) off putting. And, man, let me tell you what, like, right now, if you guys think, oh, Nick just goes to Taco Bell, right? You get in your car, you're in the suburbs you go to that nice taco bell down the street where aunt may and uncle paul used to work or whatever i put aunt may together because it's spider-man and i actually do have an uncle paul that works in taco bell don't look at me weird um what is no this story that's not <laughs> the taco bell i go to they have closed all those taco bells in the city i go to the taco bell that needs the quarter they put in the thing and you twist it to go into the bathroom with a sign that says it's our taco bell oh my right. god it's the it's the worst and so like i go there and i'm like I gotta really want this drug right now. For reference to people, <laughs> Nick drives it so twisted. far out of his way because there used to be a Taco Bell like two blocks from your house. Yeah, I loved it. They put, turned it into a fucking Poke Bowl. Yeah, but which I have yet to you, go to. You now drive so far out of your way to get your fix. It's it's kind of scary. Like an hour? Two no, hours? It's, no, no. It's ten minutes. It's yeah, it's ten fifteen minutes. But like. But I used Still. to literally be able to leave my house, walk four blocks, and there would be a Taco Bell right there. That's where you started the addiction. Like, there was yeah. one time, yeah. well, the addiction started literally when my Uncle Paul used to work for Taco Bell. We were a Taco Bell family. My Aunt Angela used to work there. My Uncle Paul used to work there. Uh, it runs in the blood. It runs in the blood. Yeah. It's no longer right. there in Riverside. I think now it's a Baker's, or maybe it's a Del Taco. No, I think it's a Baker's now. Baker's, shout out to Baker's. Uh, no, <laughs> but I, there was, I, this is how much I love Taco Bell. Okay, I have this us. thing in my brain. Where if it's if it's my cheat meal, if it's the meal I'm going to do, I'm like, I'm going to do this fucking right. Right. Yeah. And I go to Taco Bell and every once in a while I'll be stupid. and I'll be like, I'm going to exercise some level of restraint. So I'm willing to get like two items at Taco yeah. Bell. Right. And that's never a smart idea because I get home and I'm like, I should have got that third item. And one time I was like, you know what? 
I'm going back to Taco Bell. Oh my God. And I went back and, and the you woman. You just get one. Oh, you I got, got like two, two more. more. Of course I did. And I got some cookies. And the girl, the woman that was working behind the counter, like, do you see this? You remember that movie Heat? Yeah. Follow me on this one. This is a walk. There's a scene in Heat where Ashley Judd's sitting on the patio and she looks down and she notices that Val Kilmer's there, but she knows there's a whole room of FBI agents behind her and she just goes like this. And shakes her head and waves him off. That is the look this woman gave me when I came back to Taco Bell. She was like, you don't need this. You don't want this. Don't do it. And I'm like, here's the money. You slipped her okay. some more money. Oh, I was like, like I, listen, you're a drug dealer. Dollars. I don't pay you to tell me that I'm addicted to this stuff. I, I know I am. I know we've told the story already on the morning show. But can I tell the story of tell me and Gia? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. So Nick, since I've known him for the last 10 years, like he eats this this keto diet. If it's not the keto diet, it literally is it's just some like, form of it's it. a chicken breast and like that's it. And it's always been sure. very impressive because uh, he's surrounded by monsters. Uh, but then uh, every he tells us these stories of Taco Bell and it gets kind of hard to believe where I'm just like, have we ever seen you eat Taco Bell? I'm not yeah. sure. He's a different person. And we start to like yeah. question. It's like, I hide my is, shame. He, is he just joking? Is he just making all this shit up? No, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Oh, I can tell. I see it in your yeah, eyes. You know like, it. Yeah. You, uh, There's shame yeah. there. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, uh, me and Gia had to go to Target. And we drove. We get in the parking lot and, and park. And I get out of my car. And I look over. And Gia's like, oh, it's, it's Nick and Danielle. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, see, You know when you see people that you don't normally see in the wild? Yeah. It's really Like when you see a teacher outside of school. And you're like. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, here? you're like you, you yeah. exist. This is weird. This is strange. So seeing you guys, especially seeing Danielle, who, yeah. that's such a rarity in itself. Yeah, she never comes. Uh, we see, we're like, oh shit! Like we call your name. You, you guys turned around, and it was like that, um, that old oh, meme of the dramatic prairie dog. That's like the dun, 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 just fear yeah. in your eyes. Um, and bad. I was just like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And they try to like hide their bags. And I'm like, Stop. what's happening Did here? Really? And I, I am not making this story up. This sounds like I'm exaggerating. No, it sounds like I'm being hyperbolic. This is a we real We look story. in the bag. Nick goes, Sorry, it's though. our cheat day. We had to go. We wanted something. We wanted something good. They had a bag of Doritos. Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. a DiGiorno's pizza. Yeah. There Three was, meat pizza. Yeah. There was uh, cookies. No, we didn't get the Oreos. We were, we actually went originally to get, they had these strawberry Oreos that we had our eye on from like two months earlier because we keep lists mentally mm-hmm. of like the, the cheat meals. The that day will come. Well, <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I was just like, you know, put, the, put, this in the, put that on the shelf. We're going to come back to that eventually. But they didn't have those. So we were going to get regular Oreos because it's one of my, my wife's favorite snacks. And we were like, we walked by the Entenmann's aisle where they had the donut holes, the like sugar, the like oh, the glazed donut I don't holes. Like this. Dude, I was like, let's just do it. So we took down, and my wife, actually the reason we went was because I was like, I wanted DiGiorno's pizza, and she was like, I want some like crispy, low-fat wheat thins. Because she likes the low-fat ones because they're crispier, she likes the crunch. Oh, nice. And we just went ham. I mean, dude, that bag was full. Like, there was so much shit in there, and those donuts were not in the bag. She tried to hide them. She tried to separately hide the donuts from the rest of the stuff. She put them in her bag. It's like, that was a step too far. I was like, Really? Well, yeah, what had happened was we... um. We, my we we uh, were doing this twenty one day uh, challenge that we had done. Uh, we ended up actually extending it because we liked it so much because it in it uh, it included a twenty four hour fast, and I wanted to start messing around with intermittent fast mm-hmm. and just see how my body would react to it and see if it could it could like kind of jumpstart that natural. Because a lot of people say like if you if you fast, I guess there's a specific fasting range where you can actually push your body into ketosis a little faster there's lots of benefits that people are saying now so i was like i'll try this why not like it's 24 hours what's the worst that can happen i'll i won't feel well and if i feel really bad i'll just eat something and just sit down um so we did this 21 day challenge and man it was 
eye-opening. It totally worked. My wife, I think, dropped 10 pounds. I dropped 15 pounds. I went from, I was pushing the scales at one point because I started lifting heavily. And when I lift, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what I weigh. I'm just going to lift and see how much weight I can push. Not a good mentality to have. Uh, you should still watch your nutrition. I hit 200. I'm like, well, I got to do something. Actually, I think I was 197. Did this challenge. And it's basically like a pretty strict keto diet where oh. it starts off and the first day is all veggies. So like it's like a deep. Actually, you start with a 24 hour fast. Then it's all veggies. And then you slowly work in protein. And then you slowly work in good carbs. So you work into the keto aspect of it. And then every meal that you're supposed to eat is a specific amount of your macros basically for Mostly fat, but then protein and then like just, hey, watch your some mm-hmm. veggies um, and it worked. But at the third week in order to reward, if you want to do a reset point, you go have a cheat meal. Yeah. And they're like, don't make it a cheat day. The thing literally says, don't go crazy and don't make it a cheat day. And we were like, or we can go to Target and just go down every aisle and get every piece of junk food that we'd ever want. And so we. Um, we didn't do that first time, but when we decided to do it again, that's when we're like, let's start it tomorrow. But before we start it, let's go. Let's have one more day in the sun. One more, one more run. Just one it more little great. adventure. You got to do it every once in a while. What about you? Any 21 day challenges? Jesus, I should. I need to. You could. Yeah. I'll give you the pamphlet. I mean, that's. It's funny, though, because you were talking about and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. But like uh, you just get so the diet versus lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows how much I love Coca-Cola and like how bad that's been for my life. Uh, but switching over to LaCroix, it's like I like can hardly drink soda now. So when yeah. I do drink soda, it's like I have to be conscious and be like, I want soda now. It's yeah. not so much like, a, oh, normally that's just the thing that I do. It's definitely like a, I'm going to treat myself to this thing. That's good, though. I think I feel like and you guys, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that, but I feel like that's a better mentality to have. Totally. Than the staple is is soda. Yeah, absolutely. However, you need to try Zevia. They have I mean, whole flavored. Yeah, it's the same thing. They just have uh, what type of? It's, it's, instead of two ingredients it? like Lacroix, it's it got just three. three. Its third ingredient is it's stevia. Um, stevia, stevia extract, yeah. which, which is, is a natural a extract. Yeah. Natural yeah. The only, I'm down to try. The only problem I have with the natural any sweeteners is that for whatever reason, my brain it doesn't trigger the hormone that says stop drinking this, and it, I I will just drink like diet soda for instance. I'll just drink diet soda all day, all day. I won't have any water. Like I'll wake up in the morning and start craving problem. it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I gotta stay away from it. Because <laughs> I've got, I've been out there before. We we did a podcast with a friend, Brian Altano, who works at IGN. And he was like, he had a trem- like a tremendous amount of weight loss, and really just a body transformation for him because he did, he did like whole thirty and some other stuff. But we were both talking about like artificial sweeteners, and uh, man, I got a lot of shit for that because I was like, don't, I was like, don't eat artificial sweeteners; they're terrible for you. And then a bunch of nutritionists and doctors were like, hey, man, like I appreciate the sentiment, but. The, like aspartame has been very well researched. It's pretty safe for you. You just can't do it in the sheer volume that you were doing it at. Right. And I'm like, that, there's probably something to that. Now I heard but, I, taking out a whole two liter bottle of Diet Coke in one sitting. Probably not. Probably not a good Everything idea. in balance. Now I heard that there is a gene. Correct me if I'm wrong. I heard there's a gene that um, some people have that actually they're able to taste the artificial sweetener more. Mm-hmm. Like they get that bitter aftertaste. You just got to push through that. Some- you push through it. <laughs> just yeah. push through it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm. That's I'm possible though. That's sure. crazy. But yeah. that's the other thing too. Is like I don't get that after bitter taste or anything. And not? some people do. No. Um, and that's the weird thing though. Like we talk about. Obviously, we're talking about. Uh, intermittent fasting, things like that. And if you guys want to experiment with anything like that out there, do your research, read up on it, and and pay attention to your body and how you're feeling because this is stuff that I'm not a nutritionist. I don't necessarily know is good or bad for you. I've just heard benefits. I've heard George St. Pierre talking about it. I'm like, well, he's a world champion. uh, So so maybe I'll give this a (laughs) shot, but I'm sure his team does a little more research for it than I did. I was like, okay, I'll do it. 
that's that's all the research but, I did. But you're also testing with your body to see what it likes and yeah, you know that and you seeing feel how it works. It. Yeah. And I think one of the other things was I heard, uh, you know, everything goes in fads. And so I was listening to Kevin Smith talk, and he does intermittent fasting as well, but he does it more on I think a daily range. I think he does like 16 hours Didn't or something Didn't he do like, like a potato diet or something? Did you guys he hear about that? He did do something weird like it that. It was something weird where he had to eat potatoes every day. He did that, but I'll get to that in a sec. His intermittent, one of the things he said about fasting was he was like, it's cool because it changes your relationship with food. Yes. So if you have a problem like I do with overeating, one of the things that'll prove to you is like you you don't necessarily have to do three meals a day. Right. You, you do that 24-hour period or a 16-hour period where you go, I'm going to be okay if I don't eat today. And then when you eat the night, it, so it kind of like, it, 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 it stops that control over you of like, I have to have food all mm-hmm. the time. Yep. And so he said it was very, it was very positive for his mental state. Um, the potato diet, I think, was something that a doctor put him on as sort of a, uh, and I've heard another doctor talk about this, and I forget the guy's name, but he was like, he was like, I put my patients on this who have a really hard time with diets because I know, not because it's nutritionally sound, but because I know if all they eat is potatoes, it'll recondition the way they think about food. Like it's just, mm. they'll, it'll go from looking as, uh, making food look as, uh, sorry, viewing food as a pleasure point to viewing food as nutrition. Because after a certain point, you will go, I don't want to eat any more fucking potatoes. Right. And then if you have to eat potatoes, you start looking at food as fuel. If that makes sense. And you can't really overeat on potatoes because I mean, at a certain point you're like, how many? Because no, I'm not talking like mashed potatoes. I'm talking you bake a potato yeah. and that's all you're allowed to eat. And after the third or fourth one, you're like, I never want to eat a but fucking But couldn't you do that again. with like a nutritional food? You probably do with broccoli, potato. yeah. But yeah like why not vegetables? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, again, potato. I don't know too much about yeah, that yeah. one. But I, I thought that was interesting. I definitely but, don't recommend that people only eat uh, potatoes. No, no, but, no, no. But the intermittent fasting, you're correct. And any fasting, the first time I did like a three-day fast was that. You guys do a three-day fast. Yeah, yeah. We have done three-day fast. That's crazy The first day, I realized how many times I'm going to the kitchen just out of like habit. Yeah, it's like, I'm bored. Really like my changed, thing is yeah. always I'm bored. Yeah, or like I have nothing to do, so I might as well just go to the kitchen because it's that time. But really, you don't you don't need to. That that was the biggest thing is it changed my perspective on food, like you were talking about. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's interesting. And the second day of the three day fast, I was like, I felt like I was on the top of the world. I had so much energy. It was insane. Like that second day. You gotta go to that second day. How do you so what do what do you take any precautions when you guys do these? Are you are you taking you mentioning uh uh not saline electrolytes sodium electrolytes things like that. What do you have to do? So in order to successfully complete a fast, I would highly recommend that you go on something like a ketogenic diet because if you try and just do it cold turkey from a high carb diet, oh, you're yeah. not gonna make it. Because that's your body is biologically yeah. changes when you go in that high so one one gram of fat has like over twice as many calories. It's nine nine calories per gram of fat mm-hmm. as opposed to a gram of protein or carb. So you need to transition to that so you start eating less through a ketogenic diet or a high fat diet and then that helps ease you into the fasting period. And like the first time you ever do a fast, um, you can kind of just don't eat like whole foods, maybe just supplement your coffee or your tea with like butter or whatever, just to kind of ease into it. Or like beef the, broth, you could do yeah, like beef, beef broth. bone those, broth. Those aren't true fast. But yeah, sorry, first you time, substitute your coffee with butter? Sorry, substitute like, regular coffee, which is allowed on a traditional fast because it's non-caloric, same with teas, yeah. uh, even Zevia, like she mentioned. Um, I'd recommend if you're having a tough time on that first day, give yourself a little bit of a few, a little bit of calories, but something that's high fat, like a MCT oil mm-hmm. or coconut oil or, or butter, butter mm-hmm. grass fed butter, like Kerrygold um, butter. That'll yeah. kind of help ease you into it because it can be difficult your first time. Um, and maybe don't do three days your first time. Maybe don't do three days. Your first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do some research. But don't just will, listen to us. I, you will be surprised at how easy it really is once 
your body starts to become what they call fat adapted and it starts running off of fat and ketones. Yeah, yeah it's, really, it's not, really incredible. It's, yeah. And that was the thing. I think one of it was it, again, this is a tool to be used responsibly. Yeah. I don't I don't want people going like, oh, we're advocating never like no. not eating or starving no. yourself because that's not there's a big difference between doing a controlled fast and then starving yourself. Uh, and so you, and you have to recognize that I think it's very important for people to hear that. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to do if you're going to mess with intermittent fasting, do research. Try it out. Try maybe I would say even a week of, hey, maybe a 16 hour fast or something mm-hmm. like that where you only don't look at it as the time you're not eating. Look at it as like what's the optimal time to be consuming calories or to be to consuming macros, bringing that food in. And then maybe you don't eat from like, I don't know, eight to ten or something like that or yeah, eight, we, to, eight to two. We do, we, like 14 hours. Yeah. Do what's called intermittent fasting and time restricted eating. They're two concepts combined where we only eat between noon and 8 p.m. And the thing is, guys, I promise, like, we're not starving ourselves. Like, we don't, if we, if we ever feel hungry, we're fucking, we're eating. Like, we don't, we don't like starve ourselves and only hit it in a certain time. We just, that's just naturally how we feel hungry. Like, mm-hmm. just try it. Obviously, check with your doctors. We're not doctors, but check with them, do your research. But you'll find that. Like Amy said, you really don't need to be eating as much as you probably are. Yeah. You'll see that. Oh, no, are I macros know. good? Well, macros are just the way that, that calories are split. Well, macaroni and cheese. Oh, macaroni, mm. oh, macaroni and cheese. Very good. Not for you. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy when like you look them. at the food pyramid from what I was like taught in school yeah. with carbohydrates <laughs> and vegetables and all these things. Like it's we're learning so much and we still don't know everything right but like it's fun to experiment with your body and see what you feel best on Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but you're referring to the the (laughs) what they call sad the standard american diet which is the the that that food pyramid you remember when you were a kid and you'd see it on the back of milk cartons and it was like Mm -hmm. make sure you eat this much stuff per day and it's like 80 helpings of yeah of corn and three meals a day you know well the idea of three meals a day is fascinating i'm not sure where that came from farmers is that from farmers back when we were my understanding is um, it's, it's back farmers, when we were man. much more, uh, you know, we did more labor like that. Farmers mm-hmm. ate three times. Burning more calories. That's why we have time zones, sense. too. I mean, that's They need to figure their shit out yeah. in daylight we savings. We don't burn that, that type of calories anymore. Like we, we're driving everywhere. Most of us don't walk. You know, we're sitting down a lot more often, so we don't no. really need to eat that much. I walk a lot. Move to San Francisco. You'll walk a lot. Oh, my gosh. You guys and are in L.A. They, oh. they wrote a song about it. Nobody walks in L.A. No, no, no not at all. True. We're just in our little bubbles. Although you do, though, if you if you live in like a neighborhood, right? Like if you have places to walk, like some people do walk, but yeah. maybe not you guys. You guys are in the <laughs> I mean, cars are nice too. <laughs> so where can people find your stuff? What are you up to? What are you doing? If you're going to push something, what would it be? Uh, my YouTube channel right now, and then uh, the Twitch attack the stack. So you know we're we're taking a lot of things, uh, a lot of knowledge we've learned through the years, and that I've learned through the years, and putting it out into the world, and giving back to the people who've been supporting me. So I'm doing a lot of my YouTube channel with different series. I did something called Hero Training, where I basically spotlight stunt performers and like UFC fighters and stuff. I bring them onto my show, and I train with them, so people get an idea of like how these people train and what they do. Um, and then some nutrition videos, like if anybody's interested in like the keto diet and uh, nutrition tropics and things like that. I'm um, doing a lot of videos on that. Fitness, um, really pushing things that I am passionate about by myself without having to wait for somebody to <laughs> tell me when I can, can't work. I love it. Yeah. So awesome. what, what is that? YouTube.com slash? Uh, Amy Johnston. So spell that out for people. A-M-Y. 
J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. There I nailed it. There I wrote it down go. here. Oh, yeah. I did oh, it right there. Good job. Right well, there. ladies and gentlemen, that is the Game Over Greggy show today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are watching live with us, that's right. We are going to come at you in about 15 seconds with the post show. For everyone else, if you want to watch the post show or if you want to support us anywhere, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Check out all those tiers. For $1, you could be a part of this post show, just like Charles Jacobson probably is. He is if he's still there, awesome. I'm going to ask you lots of questions about really cool things, but no one's going to know that unless you're a part of the post show. Until next time, it is our pleasure to serve you. What's up, guys? Hope you liked that show. That was a great one. Click here to subscribe to us on YouTube. Click there to subscribe to our Kind of Funny Games channel. Click here to support us on Patreon. And right here, somewhere over here, Cool Greg's going to put a magic fun video. What do you put there? Usually party mode. Oh, okay.